Hi, this is Cheryl Thibault and welcome to The Walk of Life, Passion, Purpose and People. Our special guest today is the absolutely amazing Zan Ray, former hairstylist extraordinaire and now a business coach. And over the next coming weeks, we're going to be joined by a wide selection of guests and experts in the beauty industry to promote the launch of our new book, Career in the Beauty Industry, Discover If It's For You, to which Zan is a contributing author. And we're talking to her today about her chapter, her life in the industry, and how she started, where she is today, and what she's doing now. So welcome, Zan. Thank you so much, Cheryl, for having me and for the wonderful opportunity to um, write a chapter in your book. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Thank I'm, you. I'm so excited to have you in. What are you talking about? It's my pleasure having you. I'm just so the people who are watching this podcast, I just want to say Zan and I dressed alike today because uh, we kind of met, not physically met yet, but we virtually met in a course that we were both taking and we sort of just fell in love with each other and we became soul sisters. So we dressed the same today so we can be on the same path and our journey. And Zan is so hip and so happening and such a trendsetter that she's my mentor. So I wanted to be like her. So I dressed like her today. Anyway, <laughs> tell your story. <laughs> so Zan, tell us how you got started in the, in the beauty industry because our stories are quite similar. No, I think that's one of the things that has really brought us together. I think that, you know, timing is everything and to be able to meet you and to hear your story and realize that we are soul sisters in this lifetime together has been really wonderful and heartwarming for me. And so, yep. I started <laughs> in the beauty business, in the beauty industry, when I was 12 years old. We, I had, um, our family had a friend who owned a beauty shop with another uh, friend of hers in a small town in Tennessee. Actually, it was Rosemark, Tennessee. And that was probably about 15 or 20 miles from where I lived. And um, Martha, or Mott as we called her, had um, a health issue and she needed some help. She had to have surgery. And my dad said, well, Zan will help. So she brought me in. She put me on a Coke crate to be able to shampoo <laughs> because I wasn't tall enough at 12 to reach those shampoo bowls because they seem to be higher than they are now. But yeah, so I stood on a Coke crate and she taught me how the art of shampoo. She taught me how to shampoo. And then she taught me the art of customer service. And I, I never dreamed at that time that that was my future, that being a hairdresser was my future. I just thought that I was helping her and making a little bit of money. I made like um, a dollar a day. And then dollar a day, dollar a day. Well, haircuts were only a dollar and 25 cents at wow. that time. Wow. And so a shampoo and set and a haircut would cost five dollars. Wow. I know. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> so when we talk about what my haircut price is and has been, then we'll will bring that to life. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> which absolutely blows me away that that's, you know, that I move that forward that in my life in that way. But yeah, so I would clean the salon on Mondays. I learned how to do manicures. I learned how to do wet sets, how to rinse perms, how to, um, how to mix color, all of the things from her. And then I went on to um, another um, hairdresser who was in my dad's mail route and she was looking for someone to help her. And of course, my dad said, well, Zan will help you. <laughs> and she had been um, 
an amazing hairdresser in Memphis, Tennessee. So she had been like at the top level in the salon that she worked in. So she brought a whole new fresh way of dressing hair to my experience. She taught me amazing placement for a roller set. I mean, we use magnetic rollers instead of brush rollers. Wow. She taught me uh, uh, color. We used L'Oreal back then. Oh my God, we used it back then. And so, yes, I learned how to cut and set in an entirely different way. So at the age of 17, I went to beauty school. Wow. And at the age of 16, I got pregnant. So after I had my baby, then, and, and I got married, then I went to uh, hair school. And then I also got a divorce in the middle of all that. So <laughs> that was a jam-packed couple of years. <laughs> my early life was jam-packed full. <laughs> I had every experience I think I could get at that time. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I graduated hair school and off I went. You know, I immediately got a great job. And it was a big thing for me to make $75 a week on my check. Wow. I know. Wow. Like, I, I couldn't believe that I was making that kind of money. Isn't that crazy? I know. It was incredible. What's incredible is what you're going to tell us about what you retired at. So that's incredible. So what did you go to from there? You finished so, school. Now you're a single mom. Yes, I was a single mom and I was raising him and, and it wasn't easy. I mean, you know that, you know that it just wasn't easy. My mom passed away in that she had been in an automobile accident oh. and she passed away. My dad got remarried. And I was just in a flux all the time. And so to be able to, you know, make sure that I had a place for my son and where he could be taken care of so that I could go to work, that was, that was a part of my biggest main um, concern at that point in time. Yeah, for sure. Got to yeah. be family. <laughs> yes. Then I got him in school. Finally, he was six and got to go to school and that was a little bit easier because I could do daycare after school at the YMCA. Mm -hmm. And, and so I, I did job hop a little bit, but not a lot. Um, but I had a call from uh, a hair salon owner there in Tennessee, in Memphis, outside of Memphis. It said, I really want you to come to work with me. And so I, I did, I went to work for her and met some other really great hairdressers that, that, I mean, one of my friends had lived in Hawaii, so she was a great hairdresser. So I just learn how to do hair from others and trial and error even more, right? Until I got to go to um, hair shows and have trainings. I went to my first hair show when I was 12 though. I do want to say that. What, 12? Uh, yeah, maybe it was 13 or 14. Wow. That's incredible. I know. And we went, when we went in, we went to the area where they were doing competition. Where was the first hair show that you ever went? It was in Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. And I, uh, uh, Lee took me, my, my newer employee there took me to uh, where they were doing competition because she wanted me to see that. And they were doing these amazing plume comb outs and multicolors, pastels of like beautiful pinks and light greens and turquoise. And they were, they were combing out sets with these, with the long hairpins. Huh? Yeah. I thought I had died and gone to heaven. <laughs> over a hairpin <laughs> I know over a hairpin and plumes right that's so cute <laughs> oh, but I just thought you know what I want to do this I want to do this and so um Lee helped me to go to hair school she um really helped me in every way that she could and I I graduated like I, then you could go to hair school day and night. You could get more than 40 hours a week. Yeah. And so I did that and I graduated in less than nine months. Wow. 
No, I was on a mission and I had a great hair school uh, because uh, the, the owner had gone out to California. He did uh, like some classes with Sassoon. So he brought that back to us. And it, it, was, it was a really, really great experience. So a lot of my hairstyling and cutting has been because I have a knack. I was told I did, so I believed them. And I used that knack to really lift me up and take me forward into my career of hairdressing. That's fabulous. Yeah. So did you ever enter any competitions? You know, I did. I entered one. So I will now enter me into moving to Austin, Texas. So I got married. He was in the Air Force and we he was transferred to Bergstrom Air Force Base in Austin. So I got there and I got a job working for a guy by the name of Mr. Lonnie. And he and his wife owned three hair salons in Austin and they were all about education. They were about uh, contest and they had all of these amazing trophies over the dryers. And I, I never thought that I would ever enter into a contest, but I did. And I won second place. Of course, he won first. But well, I that's great that you won second after him. Then that's I know. So technically, I'm, you got first. Technically, I did. <laughs> um, but it was so stressful that I swore then I'd never enter another contest because because it was it was really a stressful thing. Mm -hmm. And I've seen others enter contests and know what it is taken for them to do that, like those who have won International Hairdresser of the Year. Um, I've seen what it takes to do that too. Yeah. And Naha. Yeah. Yeah. So when you finished your competition, did you come out feeling stronger for going into it though? Um, you know, I did. Yeah. I, I did. Um, I have to say, and, and this is an important piece. At that point in time, I had really gotten caught up into drinking and um, um, doing drugs and I, I did speed. That was my drug of choice at that time, because I guess I just wanted to go faster. Yeah. You're not going fast enough yet, Van. And so then I got a side job working at the Elks Lodge. So I was a little, I was a little scattered and all over the place, but I, I quit that job. I quit working for Mr. Lonnie after a certain amount of time. I managed one of his salon for him for a little bit and got a taste of that. And I mean, I really didn't know what I was doing, but I was doing what they told me to do, which really helped. You know, I got another little bit in my toolbox. Mm -hmm. But then I went to work at the Elks Lodge as a bartender, which helped to um, elevate my drinking. Yeah. <laughs> It helped you speed up your speed. Sped <laughs> up my speed for sure. But then I got a call from our, our distributor, Armstrong McCall, and she said, hey, listen, I know you're in between jobs and I've got, I've got a job I want you to go and apply for. And it was downtown Austin and it was called 900 West. And it was the progressive hair salon ever. It was the most progressive salon in, um, I'm going to say in Texas, but definitely in Austin. And they were doing all one length bobs. They were doing fringes and all one lengths. And they were doing uh, perms that were, uh, we wrapped with wooden rods. We soaked them in water and it was Esco waves then. And we, we did Oh my gosh, these amazing pyramid perms that were just out of this world. So that took me to a whole new level. And they trained me. They did hands-on training with me to get me from the beauty shop over here to progressive work. That's perfect. And yeah, and I became like their star. I was booked six, eight, 10, 12 weeks in advance. My haircuts had gone to $15. Oh, 
from a dollar twenty-five. I know to fifteen dollars, <laughs> right? And and so I was really sought after. Um, my haircuts would be on the streets of New York, and and people would say, "Oh my God, where'd you get your haircut?" And they said, "San Ray in Austin, Texas." And so I was on. We had a PM Magazine TV show. They brought me on there. I was written up in all of these articles. So my fame at that time was enormous. I mean, so during uh, this time, then were you still um, were you still involved in your in your drugs and alcohol? I was. Time? Yes. So yes. was it difficult, or was it easier to keep up, or how did you control everything? Well, I I. I, it was easy for me to keep up doing speed, right? Yeah, yeah. That would feel that would make me feel better. If I was tired in the morning, you know, I did speed, and I and and I never shot up, so I'm really grateful for that. I never did get involved in that, uh, but that would I would feel a lot better. But it also my drinking increased, and you know, it, it just it spiraled out of control until. Um, 1983 and um, I hit my bottom and all of that all of that fame really did kind of go to my head I mean I won't I won't lie about that but that salon closed I went to work somewhere else and then I opened up a salon with um, a co-op with a couple of other women and then we changed that to Zan and friends because I had the notoriety. Right. Right. And, and that was where I hit my bottom. I, I knew that something had to change. And my friends, I had a couple of friends who had sobered up and I knew if they were alcoholics, I sure was. So I like to say I went into AA through the back door. They would go to an AA meeting and I would go to an Al-Anon meeting because my friends were alcoholics. Right. right. And, and yeah, so I hit my bottom and sobered up and that was, um, I'm going into my 39th year. Congratulations, my soul sister. That's fabulous. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And that's a great story to tell because you weren't the only one and probably aren't the only one experiencing that in this industry. And um, it is a fun industry. We love to play and laugh and have fun. And, you know, sometimes it can get carried away and we do need to get a grip sometimes. Right. So we do. thanks for sharing that story. That's yeah. You know, I, I used to be embarrassed somewhat about it, but then in AA, we were taught that, uh, anonymity, of course, is always first. But if I could tell my story, or if I could just speak that I was sober, then then I could help another human being. And that was that's always been my credo, you know. And that's so I've never kept my secret. And you've been helping people ever since. Yeah. 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 Congratulations on that. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. I know you have a story in you that you can't wait to share with us. If you want to be a featured guest on the Walk of Life podcast, just go to the show notes and we will get back to you. Okay, so now we moved into a larger salon or what's happening with Zan and Friends. We're still, we're still there. Yeah, so, so um, my friends, we separated and it became mine. And so um, I... I took hold of that salon and really anchored myself into it. I moved to a new location and I started hiring people. And so I had them on commission and enter Horst Reckelbacher of Aveda. He, okay. he, came, he, he came to Austin to do a hair show and they asked me if I would be the support salon for him. Wow. Well, I had no idea what I was saying yes to, but it was, I mean, because horse was very structured, but I learned that he and I had the same birthday. So we were both Scorpios of November the 11th. Yes. 11, 11, the magic. Number. <laughs> we have that too. Don't we? We have that magic number. Yeah. 
And, and so, yes, uh, that took my career and my name again, uh, even higher because we became, Horst said to me then, he said, saying, speak one language. I had Redken and I loved it and a couple of other products. And he said, just speak one language. And that was when I became the first Aveda concept salon in Austin. Another trendsetter. Yes. I mean, it was one of the best decisions I ever made. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, um, I got married to an amazing man and we bought a building and built a salon and we renamed it. We rebranded it to Zanray Salon. And it was the premier salon because no other salon was like it. We had the first backwash shampoo bowls. We had the first shampoo room where there was um, nothing but essential oils used in that room. It was quiet, beautiful music. And then we had another separate room for color and perms and that sort of thing. So this room never was, uh, um, what I want to say, interrupted by color or any other odors, right? It was just strictly a stress-relieving stress relieving shampoo room. Wow. And that's where it all begins. That's where it's it all service. begins. It's a shampoo bowl. Yes. <laughs> yes. You want to tell us about that? How you, how you coach with that now? Because it's kind of a segue into, into that. Yeah. So I, I think it's important that I talk just a teeny bit about Ted Gibson. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes. You can talk a lot about him. <laughs> <laughs> because we do know that he is a celebrity hairdresser. Uh, at this point in time, he charges $2,400 for a haircut. He came to me as a, uh, a barber um, just out of hair school. He had gone to work um, on the base in Colleen, the Army base there at Fort Hood. And his last day that he worked there, I think he did something like 60 some odd clipper cuts and I hired he came to me and I hired him and he's this big beautiful um, African-American man he's a, a beautiful man of color and he wanted to be famous that was his sole goal and so I started training him I taught him how to do amazing shampoos stress relieving shampoos in that room I taught him how to cut hair and I taught him about extreme customer service. And to this day, any salon that he's ever had, he has carried that with him. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yes, even now I teach a course on the uh, extreme customer care experience of the shampoo. And that's so important. I want to keep talking about Ted for one second, because um, I watched a webinar and actually he was speaking on it and I didn't know that. And I actually hadn't made the connection with you and him. And I, I, I thought that name sounds familiar. Of course, Cheryl, it's in your book. So anyway, he was talking about you and I'm, I was so excited. I'm like, I know Zan, I know Zan. But he told this story about coming to work with his favorite shirt and how he loved this particular shirt and it had a little hole in it. And Zan said to him, don't ever wear that shirt here again. This is a professional salon and you know the story. And he wore it again. And he said that you actually walked right up to him. I can visualize you doing this, sticking your fingers in the hole and just ripping it apart. <laughs> now that would crush my soul if it was my favorite shirt. So I'm sure that you popped his bubble that day. But um, of course, he never wore the shirt again. But he said that was definitely a life changer for him because you you said your word, you followed through, you were the coach, you were, you were grooming him for where he is today. And he gives you all the credit in the world for that. And, and that was on this webinar. So, you know, again, you're changing people's lives and, and to, you really did make him the best 
So yes, congratulations again on that. Thank you. I, I think I think one of the things that I really held strong to was what we call now SOP and that's standard operating procedures. Yeah. And I had a mission to be the best. And I exuded that and required that with everyone who worked with me. And to this day, there are 12 who were my students who worked with me, right? Who have gone on to live a better life and to have their own businesses. And um, that matters. And Ted has taken it to a quantum leap level. And I still coach him. I still mentor him. He and his husband, I still do. Tom and I both do. And uh, we've kept in touch. We, we're like family. And um, I think that, that that particular time was really important for him. And it was for me, for me to be able to be that strong in a conviction of, you will not dress like that and work behind the chair here. Mm-hmm. And maybe I went overboard, you know, but maybe it took overboard to make, make the, to make the impact that it did. But mm-hmm. you heard him say how it changed his life changed. and for the better. Yeah. 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 I hope he bought a new shirt. <laughs> I'm sure he buys many shirts now at twenty four hundred dollars a haircut. And he he is uh, he dresses impeccably. You know, uh, Ted is he is always looking really great, and he is conscious of that. He was raised. I mean, his mother didn't let him have a pair of jeans when he was little for a long time. He had to wear suits and ties in a dressed up way so much. I mean, he could wear pants to school, but he didn't get to wear jeans. She, she and I, bless, bless my sweet bee. She and I had that same attitude about look your best all the time. That woman at 90, almost 92 years old, she gets up, she irons her clothes. When she walks out of the house, she doesn't walk out in, and anything less than impeccably dressed. Wow. Yeah. And so I think it's important. And he thought it was important. And yes, I'm, I always am like a little tentative when he tells that story, but. That's fabulous though. And it's a great story to tell because it's, it influences so many people, you know, and shows the impact that you've had on people. So you've been coaching before you knew you were a coach. You were coaching way, way back when the word coach was never even a word. It was just only coach was football, baseball, hockey, you know, they weren't business coaches. So um, how did that salon, what did you end up doing? How long did you have it? How did you sell it? Did you close it? What happened there? Well, a couple of things that I did in the interim of that, I studied with a uh, international um, image consultant. Robert Ponte. And he was, he was a wild man. I mean, we, we would have these events where he would say, okay, I want you to bring your, um, your business attires, uh, an evening attire and a casually smart attire. And then he would judge you on it. And I remember him telling one of my hairdressers one time, uh, he was a tall guy and he had on a pinstripe seersucker suit. And he said, take that suit off and throw it in the corner and let the dog pee on it. <laughs> and, and that was the kind of guy he was, but he was clear. This is what you should look like. This is, if you're, if you're going in that direction, you should look like that. So he became my trainer and I he told me, he said, Sam, you, again, have a knack for this. And so I became an image consultant to bring hair, beauty, all together with the image so that we brought whatever was taking, on, taking place on the inside, we worked on bringing that forward to match their outside 
to make it a whole. And then I worked with Robert Kiyosaki for several years in part of his uh, workshop, Money and You, powerful presentations. I worked with him in making people over. We did incredible makeovers so that they could be congruent in speaking on stage. That's fabulous. I know. So all of that took me to coaching. And I I first started out as a life guide, but I coached all of my clients all along the way. Do this, do that. Let's leave that off. Let's bring this forward. Um, All of the things that would uh, bring the beauty that was within them out. Yeah. So that they would see more of themselves than just that, what they saw in the mirror. I helped them to know that they were more than that. Yeah. And, you know, then knowing you, I think a lot of your past life experiences really opened your eyes to see that too, because you just don't jump into a role like that you you have to have that from the inside you have to feel that it's not something you go to school and and walk out with you know so you were groomed well since you were 12 and your dad throwing you in there but you know and then going through you know your your life struggles and and your challenges and it just has made you this phenomenal woman that you are sitting in front of me today that I absolutely admire and I am so emotional right now. Okay. I'm so honored to have you as part of this, this book that we put together because there's over 400 years of wisdom in this book and you are just a stellar contributor. And, you know, I'm hoping through this book, people will reach out and find you and, and, you know, come to you for coaching and learning what they need to learn because you you are amazing and you have a lot of wisdom behind you to, to share. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. Just Um, a question. Do you just coach for hair or do you coach estheticians or nail techs too? Are you limited strictly to hair? No, we, we coach and that's my husband, Tom. Um, We coach anyone who is under the beauty umbrella. So it's nails, skin, barbers, hairdressers, salon owners, uh, massage therapists, anyone who um, is under that umbrella of beauty. Okay. Do you want to share more about your life or should we bring your smart as a whip, cute as a bug husband out here? <laughs> well, Tom and I met, Tom and I met about 20 years ago and I knew then that he was a really smart man. And I knew that what I was doing also was really a great thing because I had expanded my coaching business. I was still cutting hair. So we'll just say that piece right now. I was still cutting hair. I was raising my prices because that's a lot of what we do. We are revenue increasing experts in under this umbrella of beauty. And I am able to coach on that because I went from we'll just say that $1.25 all the way up changing and increasing my prices throughout my career to my last four or five years as a hairdresser, my haircut, um, I had increased my price to $500 a cut. That's crazy, crazy, insane. But congratulations again. Thank you. Thank you. And $500 for color. So my tickets uh, were $1,000. And I didn't discriminate between men and women and kids and anyone. If I picked up my shears, that was $500. And so I think it's notable that if I can do it, anyone else can. And there are those now who, who... we've coached or I've coached before we brought Tom into the business who are getting $500 for their cuts. They're getting $1,200 for their uh, color work. 
And I want, I want everyone to know that it's possible. Mm-hmm. There's a process you have to go through, of course, to get there. Yeah. But we work on that too. And most of the time, it's limiting beliefs that stand in our way that are holding us back and keeping us small. Yeah. And I'm going to just talk about that limiting belief because you pulled that card on me a time or two when we have had our friendly conversations and you're saying, Cheryl, that's a limiting belief. And I smack (laughs) myself in the head and say, she's right. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, you are, you are very good at picking up on the small little subtle things that come out of people's mouths and, and pinpointing. So I'm sure that you are a fabulous coach to many. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for being there for them. Yes. Important that, you know, you're giving back and that's, you know, that's really important. Yeah, Yeah, it it is our, it's our mission to, it's our mission to serve, to serve everyone that, that will allow us. It is our mission to serve and it is our mission to raise the standard of our industry. Yeah. And you know, how that has changed, how the standard has changed coming out of COVID. And so we're working even harder at this point in time to really make sure that everything that we do is on point with that, with that thought and mission in mind. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's great because so many people get stuck in their rut and they don't change, they don't progress, they don't move forward, they stay where they are. And for you as a coach in particular, it's critical that you keep moving ahead and, and finding what's new and, and going forward in that way. So yeah, congratulations again. Is Sweetie here? He is here. Hey, let's and bring on Tom. Smart as a whip and cute as a bug. <laughs> Everybody, I would like to introduce you to, oh, look at that fancy shirt and those cool, sexy glasses. Tom, you're just styling man there. Well, I have help. <laughs> he does happen to live with yeah. an consultant. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you. So, Tom, welcome to the show. And I'm so glad everybody gets to meet this power couple that you are now. And we want to hear about your joined business now that you've started. And I also want to ask you about a book that you have uh, put together. So scared to raise your prices, which I am a proud owner of, and will have signed one day. <laughs> so yes, you will have a signed copy. one. I will. I'm telling you. <laughs> so anyway, tell us, tell us all your stories. Okay, well, you know, uh, Zan started out when she was 12. I started out in the hair industry when I was six. What? Yes. <laughs> I had to be on a crate cutting hair. No, I, I, I'm joking. He's about teasing. That. Uh, I started in my daddy's barbershop. So I, too, was raised in the hair industry for 18 years. Although I did not become a hairdresser or a barber, uh, I chose a different path. But I do have the history of living through a barbershop experience, a entrepreneur's experience, and I will say the struggle of being a a barbershop and raising a family and keeping up with prices. So I emphasize that struggle because when I met Zan, she was, you know, well, well steeped in the hairdressing uh, industry. And, and uh, when we started our business, we started before we actually combined our business to where it is right now, but each one of us had uh, coaching businesses. I did the financial end and, uh, uh, some personal coaching with my my team and my staff. And when we decided that we needed to combine our businesses instead of working at different focuses, uh, all of those experiences that I had back when I was six all the way through 18, that was like 12 years, 
or, well, actually 18 years, because obviously I was born there. But uh, all of those experiences, they came rushing back. And, and it became so important that no one should have to go through what we had gone through. Yeah. That our experience is out there and we have a passion so that our tagline is passion to prosperity. Cool. I love it. I love so, it. You know, we are there to be the support that was not apparent in the industry uh, up to this point. Yeah. It's not widely known that there is help out there for the independent hairdresser or the salon owner. Yeah. yeah. It's not widely known. What types of things do you coach on? Do you, I mean, obviously you coach on raising your prices. You, you coach on customer service, you coach on the shampoo bowl. Tell, tell us how you would walk someone through. Um, if, if say one of my students now is graduating and wanting to come, what, what would you help someone with? I believe there's, there's two parts, two essential parts. As there are two of us, we, we each bring a different uh, facet to our coaching business to make a whole. And Zan can tell you about the first end, which is extremely important. And my, my end is, is extremely important to continue on and, and build a business. So Zan, I'm gonna let you talk about that. So the, the most important thing that we know that we have to do, and we've already talked about this a little bit previously, um, is we have, to, we have to know why we're doing what we're doing. So it begins with the why. And we work with our um, students, with our coaches to really narrow down why they are entering to this business or why they are already in it. And has there, have they ever thought about why they're doing it? And I mean, at a really deep gut level, why am I doing this? And we go through a process and we find that they're in tears. It has touched their heart so much when they do hit their understanding of their why. And then after we get clear on that, then we move to the limiting beliefs because we know that so many of the beauty industry have limiting beliefs that are holding them back, blocks that are keeping them from moving forward. Uh, that are making them play at a, a small game level. And so we do go through uh, the limiting beliefs. We have a workbook that we take them through with that. And we bust through, we, we recognize those limiting beliefs. We see if they're true. And then we go through a process of really recreating new beliefs or creating new beliefs so that they are anchored in them. And uh, then they can move forward. They see the value then of the coaching, right? That helps them to understand, all right, so now I've got, I can move this out of my way and I'm ready to raise my prices. I'm ready to restructure my business. And then that's where Tom comes in because he is brilliant at, at numbers. I mean, we call him hashtag numbers guy, right? <laughs> because he is a mechanical engineer by degree and he thinks in numbers. His mind is always uh, calculating um, in numbers. And so his part is incredible. He's created this system that no one else has, Tom. I want to, to go back to what Zan was saying. The, the base and the, and the root feeders of our beliefs are extremely important. Yeah. And the reason that Zan is so intense about this, and I support her in this, both of us do at the same time, uh, is to go in and make sure that you've got that really well anchored as to why you're doing something. Because the world has impacts on us. Things happen in our lives. And we start questioning why in the world are we doing what we're doing? Yeah, it's true. So it's just too hard. True. But if that why is anchored in, 
and you know, then that allows you to pull immense strength from your inner core, your spirit, to support whatever you do in this external world. Yeah. That is so important. So that's yeah. why we start with that. Yeah. Zan is yeah. very, very good at getting down. She sure is. <laughs> she is very good. She's very good at getting down to to the uh, the feelings. Yeah. And the feelings are extremely important because they can change your whole perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. the feelings, you change your perspective and you essentially change the outcome. So uh, once we get there and we have what we call collective agreement, then we start building from that base because most of the independents, a large majority of the independents and quite a few of the salon owners really don't have a grasp on how their money flows through their business. Yes, yes, that's and, 100%, Tom. In fact, if I was going to lay a number out, I would probably say 60 to 70% of the people do not know that. Yeah. And that may be a small percent. That's right. You know, wow. right. I was one of them. I truly was. I just went in guns a blazing, flew from the seat of my pants and learned quick. <laughs> I didn't have a coach like you. And right. so I, that's why I, I so recommend that to everyone that they find this power couple, you know, so that's why I really love that you're here explaining what you do, because going back to that, I asked you about a new student graduating, but you take people from one, one day of experience all the way to, you know, been in the business 40, 40 years. And I, I still need to learn, you know, you can fit them in at every level. Is that right? Yes, exactly. Yes. And we find, we find some of our coaches are at that point. And, you know, I want to say I, when I raised my haircuts to $500, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I did not have a strategy. Hmm. I did not have the strategy that Tom and I do. I bumped along. Every, I was embarrassed. Every price increased. I would, I would like do everything when I raise that prices to mm -hmm. soften the blow for myself, not for them, because I knew they were going to have to do uh, go through it with me. But but it was hard for me to raise my prices. And that's why I have such a deep understanding of people being scared to raise their prices. Yeah. But I also know the value of letting those limiting beliefs go and standing strong in our powerful selves yeah. and moving forward. And then Tom comes in with this amazing system that he has really been so uh, thoughtful about how it can really work the best for anyone. That's we, make, we make it so simple yes. that it, it's a process. And we know from, from, from evidence that we have, proof, social proof, as they call it, that it, as the coachee, as the student follows this process, they don't have to worry about the goal. They can set the goal, they can set the target out there. As long as they go through the process, do the steps, they reach the target. That's fabulous. And, and so many people don't have anyone to, to turn to. So you're in America, I'm in Canada. I mean, obviously because of the internet and everything we have now, it doesn't matter where literally in the world right. people are, they can still find you and hire you and, mm -hmm. and you can work with them in, well, I don't know if you speak German or Japanese, but numbers are numbers, <laughs> but you know, people will find you. Um, you're an amazing power couple and you have now gotten onto the speaking platform at the trade shows coming up. Yes. So tell yeah. us how exciting that's going to be. Well, we're really excited about it. We have been speaking. We we've been speaking in front of groups and holding classes for about the last six years at IBS uh, Las Vegas, IBS New York, we have uh, 
been at the Image Beauty Show here in Houston, Chicago, Chicago in Chicago. And um, we have hundreds that show up in our classes. And so that gives us validation of what, what we're teaching is really needed. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Going back and speaking about the book. So what we found in the large picture is that the main thing that salon owners, that independent hair uh, dressers are concerned about is I'm scared to raise my prices because here's the one thing they think I'm going to lose every one of my clients. And does that happen, Tom? It does not. <laughs> our, our research, our research from our clients, plus I do a lot of research on the internet with articles written. The average is about 10%. So if wow. you have 100 clients, you're going to lose 10. But the recovery time is very short. Yeah. So now, when you regain those 10 plus retaining the, the 90 that you already had, the 10 plus the 90 are paying the higher prices. That's right. Yeah, and that's so important. And you're right, people are scared to raise their prices. I was one of them. I was terrified to do that. And then, you know, people joke, oh, how do you wean out your clientele? Well, you just raise your prices, <laughs> right? You know, I don't want to work so much. What do I do? Just raise your uh, prices. But yeah. you're saying they don't go away. They stay anyways. So they do. And we, we also teach a workshop on and a course on more money, less hours, how to make more money and work less hours. Yeah. That's because incredible. More especially after COVID, we all are re-evaluating uh, how we work, how much time we want to work, because this is the gift that COVID gave us was to look and see what we were doing. Yeah, isn't that great? Yeah. One thing that also happened there, which is a companion to this, is everyone has had to reinvent themselves. Yes. Of necessity. Yeah. Because the world is not like it was pre-COVID. Yeah. It's different. It's like someone took the tablecloth and just gave it a good tug, and you know, some dishes landed and some went on the floor. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. You know how you pivoted, which was amazing. Yeah, well, we all did. So I want to ask you each the question. Okay. What was impossible for you that you overcame? Do you know what that is, Tom? <laughs> Actually, I take that word impossible and I cut it in half and I say, I'm possible. I'm possible. Good for you, Tom. <laughs> I know the books you're reading. <laughs> That's fabulous. So, and you're the first one that said that. I asked that question to almost everybody, and I love you for that. That's great. <laughs> yeah, because I always say, you know, the difficult takes time. The impossible takes a little bit longer, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And we all can overcome something. So what was it for you guys? I think um, the biggest thing for us, I'm going to say for us, right? Uh, of course, mine was sobering up, get, uh, getting off the drugs and stop drinking and never going back to it. That's, that's huge. I'm glad she did. Amen. Yeah, we all I, think, I think the thing that Tom and I really, uh, one of our big things that we do is we are constantly learning and tweaking ourselves and following Dr. Joe Dispenza, we have been breaking the habit of being ourselves mm -hmm. and how we are has has blossomed in a way that I think blows us both away. It does, it does. The communication is much closer together. The, uh, the, the choice of being aggravated is not there. You, you cannot be aggravated with your spouse or your business partner. It is totally unproductive, a waste of time, you will never reach your common goals if you're like yeah, that. That's right. What a, what a great, you know, you should also do marriage counseling. I'm sure that's part of what you do because people come, you know, and, and it could be something with a lack of communication with your partner, not even in a marital situation. You have a business partner and yes, you don't so. agree. 
It's good you stated that. Good lead in. Wow, do you know about that course that we have? We have a course called Four Steps to Harmony with Your Spouse Slash Business Partner. You've covered every base. Yeah. <laughs> we created that through COVID. That was another gift. Yeah. And here's how we did that. It's not only growing from the time that we first met each other, dancing, by the way, to the point now, we have, we have been together for almost two years, more. A little bit more. A little bit more than two years now, because I retired in 2019, the end of 2019. Not three months or 90 days later, we had to, we had to, you know, bar the doors and not go out. Yeah. And we moved into a one bedroom, one bath condominium. So, so you really no, had to figure each other out real quick. <laughs> there is no place to hide. <laughs> and we figured it out. Yeah. We figured it out. And we made a course because we were encouraged strongly by, you know, Forbes Riley. Mm -hmm. to do this course because she saw how we communicate together. And that communication in a marriage is important. Yeah. It's important in a business because you do not want to jeopardize the relationship you have with your spouse or significant other or business partner. Yeah. Because you've got to make tough business decisions. Yeah, yeah, you do. And when you live together and you work together and you're in tight quarters, you know, even just leaving a glass on the counter sometimes can be enough to set you off. It can be. Or maybe it's those paper towels. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are adorable. I just love you both so much. And you know what, to all these listeners that were gaining through all this, I know that you're just going to love Zan and Tom. Uh, how can you not? How can you not? I, is there anybody who doesn't fall in love with you? I, I would like to meet someone because I'd have to tune them in real quick because they just must have a bolt loose or something if they don't love you guys. But um, I, I just want to thank you so much for being part of my show and for being part of the book and for being part of people's lives and giving forward like you are. You just, your hearts are such pure gold. They're just incredible. And I just can't say enough about you. So I hope everybody listening for any reason whatsoever reaches out to Zan and Tom. And, um, you know, if you're in a marital situation, if you're in a a partnership situation, if you want to learn how to increase your numbers, if you if you just want to cyber hug, they're the couple. <laughs> they are the couple. So thank okay. you both. Cheryl, I would like to ask you a question. Do, do your listeners know how to get in contact with us? That's what's coming up. <laughs> I was just going to thank you both for being on the show and, and let them know how they can reach you. Thank and you. what the name so, of your company is. We didn't even say the name of your, your business. Sorry. Well, you can see just a little bit of our new branding logo. The name of our company is Global Beauty Business Academy because we are creating so many courses that are available for anyone to be able to afford to take themselves to a whole new level. Perfect. That's perfect. And, and you're global. See, that answers my question about where in the global. world are you? <laughs> global. Yeah. But you're a testimony to us being global because hello, you're in Canada. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and you know, our other contributors to this book are in the UK. So we definitely have a global presence for sure. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you so much for this honor. Thank you my it's mine having you so no thank you both and i'm glad tom that we got to pop you in here for a little bit and everybody thank you for inviting me what makes zan smile all day <laughs> <laughs> beautiful smile that you have thank you both for being on the show and um so tell us how they find you what's your website it is uh global beauty business academy dot, dot. Um, 
www.thelifeguidebook.com. Okay, so, perfect. Yes. And I'm also going to have your information in the notes. So um, they'll be able to reach you through that. Plus, if you go to my website, which is misscheryl.com, it's M-I-S-S-C-H-E-R-Y-L.com. And we will have Zan and Tom's contact information there as well. So you can find them through that. And I invite you to go to my website and get your free ebook called Setback to Success is a career in the beauty industry, your answer to safety, sustainability, and job security. And that leads us a little bit of a taster into the book, Career in the Beauty Industry, Discover if it's for you. So that will help you. And all the links, like I said, can be found in the show notes. So this is Cheryl Thibault. And I want to thank again, Zen and Tom for joining us for this lovely chat that we've had today. Every minute with them is special for me. So it's Cheryl Thibault signing off. And in the words of my little brother, bye for now. Bye.